0: This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com.
1: I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll
2: bangarang on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza You're listening to Pop Punkin' Pizza on Bangarang Radio
0: Hey, hey, it's Black Wednesday already. Man, day before Thanksgiving. I know there's usually a lot of shows that happen on Black Wednesday, so... If you happen to be uh, playing a show tonight, good luck, my friend. I hope you, hope you kill it. I'll be at home with my boy, my boy O-Man. We'll be getting hammered at home together. I'm just talking about my son. <laughs> His name is Owen. Sometimes we call him O-Man, so we'll be hitting the bottle pretty hard, as we do every single night here at the Pop and Pizza House. Anyway, I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I guess I shouldn't say tuning in. I'm, I'm so used to talking on the radio that I forget that you actually don't have to tune a radio to listen to this, but you do have to go to a app or a website to uh, listen to this podcast, so thank you for doing that. Um, I don't want to talk too much today, I just kind of want to get right into things. I, uh, uh, I guess it was, yeah, this last weekend, I got to hang out with Nick and Dustin from a really great band out of Chicago called The Flips. And we're going to change things up a little bit today, because The Flips is more on the emo, alternative rock side of things. And so they stopped by, we had some pizza together as we normally do, and we ended up talking about mental health, because that's what this band is, is primarily about, that's what Nick writes a lot of songs about, is uh, his own mental health. Seems to be a, a re- reoccurring theme on Pop Punk and Pizza lately, because last week, we talk to when the sun sets and that's uh primarily what that band focuses on as well in their songwriting. So except I feel like this is a little different. It's a little deeper uh since we're getting more into the emo side of, of things. So we talk about mental health and then we talk about the flips, their new release, their new EP. That's coming out here on November 30th. And, in fact, we get to hear one of the songs from the upcoming EP as well, and I think you'll really like it. So they they really uh, changed things up on this new EP, uh, for them at least. They ended up recording this on their own, and we, we talk about that and the whole songwriting process and how that works for them now. We talk about some fun stuff, I think, but also some very important things. Maybe the mental health topic seems to be really important right now because I feel like we're getting to that time of the year where a lot of people are depressed with the uh, holidays because either a loved one has passed or maybe you're going through a breakup because holiday season is the the breakup skyrocket for some reason right around the holiday season. I don't know why. Um, for some reason, the holiday season can just be a, a tough time for a lot of us. And it's not just that. We also have to uh, battle the this the seasonal depression with the changing of the seasons. You know, it's it's often very gloomy this time of the year. I guess it depends on what part of the world you're in. But here in the Midwest, it is gloomy as hell, man. It's been rainy and snowy. Of course, I think the snow is pretty. So when it snows, I, I feel good. But when it's just gloomy and there's no sunshine and it, uh, it gets to be a, a little much after a while, especially when the sun doesn't stay out as long, you know? It gets dark at 5 o'clock, sometimes earlier than that. So, anyway, so maybe I'm just wondering if that's why maybe mental health is, has been a hot topic on the show lately. But anyway, so let's get to it. These wonderful guys, I'm really glad they stopped by, Nick and Dustin from The Flips. So yeah, let's uh, let's get started. So let's just introduce ourselves. And there's I, there's not a, a, f- a full band today uh, for the flips. It's uh, just uh, Nick and Dusty here. But yeah, go ahead. Just so people know, you're you know, uh, this is my voice, Nick, <laughs> and I sing in the flips. Uh, I'm Dustin, and I play guitar in the flips. Awesome. So do you prefer Dustin or Dusty? Uh, I prefer Dustin. Okay, I don't know. I could have swore that the, you said Dusty outside. No, I don't think anybody
2: calls him Dusty. That uh, is amount, so
1: weird. I am so sorry. I feel like an. I'm, I feel like a total asshole I right appreciate now. Appreciate the apology. Um, <laughs> yeah, the I, amount of people that have told me that their dog's name is Dusty. Oh yeah, has led me to never want to be called.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a that's, <laughs> that and, and uh, Molly. Molly. Molly is that's such a good dog name. It's it's a dog yeah, it's name. So good. anytime I meet someone name. named Molly, I just I'm sorry. It. I think of like a little uh, uh, like Yorkie Bichon, <laughs> you know, dog. I
2: had, I had a dog named Molly.
0: See, yeah. It's a good. Dog and name. I've I've known several people um, in my life that have had a dog named Molly. So, uh, but anyway, I thoroughly apologize <laughs> for some. I swear to God, when I met you guys outside, that. You said, "Oh yeah, this is Dusty." I could have swore
1: that's what I heard. So I am. I thought I'm you were so being sorry. a little
0: flirtatious. Oh yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Like giving that's a, what
1: you know, I read as a cute name. <laughs> so I just oh. have to kind of reassess. No, right now.
0: I, I am not that kind of person. I, yeah. No, I mean I would like to think that I'm not that much a, of a dick. You know, I'm not uh-huh. going to lie. I'm disappointed. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, no, this is Dustin, not Dusty. By the way, just to clarify. That should be the name of this episode. Uh,
2: and to be honest, I feel like more people go, "Oh, Justin."
1: Yeah, no, that's mm. definitely the more a common one. And and then, well, at least I got the D part right. Yeah. You got, <laughs> oh, you got the D. <laughs> He's got the D. Oh, all so right. When do we start recording? Like,
0: well, yeah, we've we've been recording, obviously. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, these guys are from the Flips. They said that. But uh, thank you guys so much for. Uh, Coming, coming on the show today. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lots of exciting things happening. I mean, the the number one being the the new EP you guys are about to put out. Um, and is this the first release since the fifteen release, or has there been something since then?
2: Uh, we put out a couple singles as a split uh, last year with uh, friends in a band called Pelafina, and but. I mean this is like yeah this is the first big one since the last record. Um I'm excited.
1: Yeah. We put out a uh, single in uh, July, I think. Yeah, July from the EP and um now we're just in the home stretch for the full thing.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm congratulations. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. Um so the the point is like the single, right? That Desire, was uh, yeah. released in July, or was that? One, or was that the one that was just released? It's here? really
2: confusing because. It, yeah, that's uh, why <laughs> the first single we released uh, was before we announced the EP. Was it's called "What's the Plan"? And then we have a song called. We didn't want it to be confusing, so I didn't want to call it "What's the Point." It was originally "What's the Point," but now it's still
1: confusing. Because <laughs> people call it the plan. And then the point.
0: But in the... Well, in the song... I say,
1: what's the point? In the
0: In the song, mm-hmm. you say, what's the point? I was going to say, that would probably I know, I was, be... That would be the point <laughs> of naming the song That <laughs> Right. I wanted to avoid confusion, and it's, all it's doing is making it everyone confused. <laughs> well, maybe once it, it's finally released, there won't be any more confusion, because it'll be right there in front of their face, wherever yeah. they're listening to it. I hope so. so. Yeah. So, um, I... Uh, I, I got a chance to, to listen to most of it. I mean, I it's five songs. It's a five-song EP. I didn't get a chance to listen to... Um, I guess I pretty much l- I got a chance to listen to half of it so far. This is
2: why people don't put out full records anymore.
0: <laughs> well, it's I not... I listen
1: to three songs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure
0: I pretty great got it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. It's just, um, like, I, I try as hard as I can, obviously, to listen to the band's music before the podcast and my schedule is just crazy. And there's a lot of music that gets sent my way. Oh yeah. So I just, I don't blame you. Yeah. So I, I try to do as best I can. Sometimes I'm able to complete the whole thing and I'm like, Oh, and I feel really (laughs) good. And then if I only am able to listen to like half or whatever, I'm like, Oh man, like I feel like crap for not being able to listen to this whole thing. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. I I don't want to lie. So I, I, I try not to, because I feel like it'd be obvious if I just said, oh, yeah, listen to the whole thing. It was so great, and, uh, you know, and all of a sudden I just try to make up some detail about it, and you're like, uh, actually, no, that's not... Uh. Yeah,
1: that, that dub set breakdown in <laughs> the last song. Like, yeah, I love that dub <laughs>
0: <laughs> What I do like is um, your keyboard, uh, your keyboard synth player, I feel like mm-hmm. uh, it's so subtle in the the mix that it's um like i wouldn't have it's it's something that i was like is that a keyboard but i don't really know but i've obviously knew just from looking at your your epk and your bio and stuff like that so i liked how it was like a where i had to it was like a almost like a mystery Mm -hmm. and i like that i had to like wonder about it because it i like when there's a little mysterious um a little bit of a, a mystery in mm-hmm. the recording of the music to where you actually have to question it because then I feel like as a a, a music lover, then it kind of makes you want to look up the band um, more, get more in-depth to the band and, and find out more about them. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, there's so
2: many layers we actually put on the EP, <laughs> so a lot of it is... You need a few listens to like hear everything sometimes. Mm-hmm. And with uh, our synth parts, um our keyboard player's name Annette, and uh she basically just kind of fills in the spaces where there's mm-hmm. kind of gaps or it's empty and just to help the sound
1: more full. Puts we don't a nice yeah. veil over everything kind of melted together.
2: Right, we don't usually have a ton of lead keyboard parts. I mean, it's not something we're opposed to in the future,
0: but it's not like like motion city soundtrack or you know because obviously it's very prominent and the like that's like the hook Mm -hmm. of a lot of the songs Mm -hmm. is that that synth
2: yeah so i mean it just helps us achieve kind of that big wall of sound that we usually go
0: for and you do have that big wall of sound I, i love uh the the depth of of it um so um talking about when i was reading up on you guys I was uh, reading a lot about Better Days, your full length, that was released in uh, 2015 and talking about um, how it's about mental health and suicide and depression. These are things that are not <laughs> easy to talk about. Um, and it seems like this has been coming up on the, on the show a lot lately. Um, but I would, if, if you guys are comfortable, like what is your story with, with that? I mean, I feel like that's something that everyone struggles with, but it's always interesting to actually hear someone's side of it. Yeah. So, uh, so cause Nick, you're the main, um, lyricist that's true. in the band. Yeah. Um, so so I, I guess this is in your corner <laughs>
2: <laughs> for better days. I, I kind of, I wrote it in the middle of going through a lot of treatment for mental health. And I was in a partial hospitalization program for six months, uh, dealing with kind of severe depression, and then half, I was writing the record during that time, and about halfway through the program, I had a, a suicide attempt, and uh, I ended up in the hospital for, for some time, and I guess as I was getting better, or at least um, working my program, uh, things started to feel more hopeful, and I kind of was was able to finish the record. Um, and it's very personal and not something I kind of am able to talk about very well. Um,
0: which is completely understandable. So yeah. if you don't want to go in depth about it, I fine. I completely understand. But that's,
2: I mean, that's kind of what the record was for, for me, uh, kind of being able to share this part of my life, you know, in in a way that was easier for me to present, um, and it's—I mean—it helped it so much because people who, kind of, heard that story, uh, were opening up to me, and I was getting to hear—I was getting to hear like serious stuff from from friends who you know, I would have no idea that they were going through something, and uh, it presented, it opened up a dialogue, and I think that's was super important for me at the time, um, you know, and because it's not even just you know, it's—it sounds so personal and coming from my perspective but like so many people go through it you know not even you know everyone who listens to the record has felt some shit in at some point in their lives
0: <laughs> No sorry <laughs> um <laughs> I was just just listening to what you were saying yeah, yeah. so <laughs> the the program that you went through um so was it in inpatient like an inpatient
2: uh, program It was an outpatient program where I I was able to like take six months off work and um, it's called. it was like a day hospital where I would go for like six hours and it was really intense group therapy. Um, yeah, I, I was never experiencing anything like that ever again and I've been out of it now for about three and a half years and um, I still remember, it, you know, and everything I learned in there I still kind of use in my everyday life. Um, it's just, you know, it's great. I think everyone should go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at some point, like in some it,
0: degree or another, it, yeah, it doesn't need dep- to be
2: intense group therapy <laughs> where you're like everyone in the room is crying Yeah, or yelling at each other. But yeah. like, um, no, def- definitely therapy is good mm-hmm. for everybody.
0: Yeah. I get it. Obviously just depends on your situation. Um, but I was just curious to, to hear more about that. And, um, you know cuz i've got my struggles too in uh in mental health and um so that's where my curiosity comes in and what what was what were some of the main things you were able to take away from what you learned in all that intense therapy and able to like apply it well, i would say the biggest thing i took from that program was
2: being able to be honest with yourself and honest with you know, the people around you. Um, something that that I struggled with a lot was uh, asking for help. Um, not, I, I struggle with a lot of shame with not being – not wanting to burden anyone else and that creates a lot of isolation and, you know, you're alone. And um, I guess, yeah, asking for help and being honest with yourself is – is a huge deal. Um, cause you don't really have to go it alone and definitely talking about it helps. And yeah, I'm, I think about that a lot.
0: That's something I've been going through a lot lately and, and the different types of therapy I'm going through right now, I'm learning that getting outside of yourself, kind of like, that's kind of like what you're talking about is, is so, so much, it's so key because you're actually not alone <laughs> right. you know but right. but if you're if you stay stuck inside your head with all these thoughts you absolutely think you are um but it's like the more you get outside your head the more you like actually see the reality of the situation whatever that situation is yeah so i'm i'm glad that you were able to to take away some some of those things from therapy and that it you know it's still working for you three, three and a half years yeah. later. So
2: I mean I still go to therapy every other week, so it's yeah. still a big part of my life.
0: Um how about you? Do you have anything you oh, want to share, yeah. Dustin? Are you fucked <laughs> up too <you>? dude? Are you <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just I don't, like I just feel it's important. Hell yeah. You know. <laughs> um no, I mean yeah. Uh not as you know intense as Nick's experience, but like anyone, you know, like I've had my issues and You know, my adult life and actually not too long after we released Better Days, I started going to therapy also for, um, you know, depression and severe panic attacks. Like there was a point for just different, you know, personal reasons that I was having like severe panic attacks on a daily basis to the point where it was like hard to function. Uh, so I was going weekly for just an outpatient basis for close to two years So I started, you know, kind of getting to the point where I go longer between that. And it's amazing because, like Nick said, like, everyone should go to therapy. Like, no matter what is going on in your life, you're going to be fantastic. You should go to therapy. (laughs) It's true. Because, like, you know, it's just, it's like you wouldn't think twice about going to a doctor for a checkup, even when you're feeling fine. Go talk to a therapist. And chances are like anyone else, you have issues and struggles in your life that you need help with. And one of the great things about, you know, going through that whole experience is really kind of demystifying the whole thing. Like, you know, this is not, this doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or you're a failure as a person or anything like that. Any of the sort of shame and stigma that gets put on, you know, the idea of having to go talk to somebody and, you know needing help needing outside help you know it's just a part of life and it's a part of our health that's been ignored for far too long um and you know i think hearing all the stories that have been brought out to us after we put out the record and all the stories from people i've talked to since i started going to therapy just shows that it's this you know everyone has their issues and their own shit that they need to deal with and it should not be any different than you know saying like oh, i have to go to the doctor cuz i have uh you know a sore throat like i should go to the doctor because i've been depressed for like 3 weeks or you know whatever it is
0: what was what's one of the the stories that someone someone has presented to you like hearing a song from the flips that that is just stuck with you and that motivates you anytime you work on something flips related
2: uh you know we often hear about you know, people will say they, they have had thoughts of hurting themselves and suicidal ideations. And we have a song called Ideations, which is like... I mean, there's no metaphor in there. It's just, like, exactly stating what I was feeling about, you know, wanting to hurt myself. Um, And I think about that a lot when, you know, when I sing the song, you know, because I try to go to that place. <laughs> and it's... um. You know, I I can't think of any specific story, story someone told me, but it's like a lot of the same. And I don't know, maybe it's people feel that kind of connection to like kindred spirits, but it's, it's, it's and been pretty great.
1: There was a guy, I don't remember his name and obviously wouldn't say it anyway, but well, right, we don't want we don't want to disclose <laughs> so anyone's this guy, name. I think his name was <laughs> 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 specifically <I> think, <laughs> in yeah. look let me him pull up. Pull him up on Facebook. <laughs> oh, let me find him. Let me see. But, oh yeah, uh, um, Charlie yeah. something I don't know <laughs> you can't like,
2: <laughs> do that because what if his name is Charlie
1: <laughs> Charlie's listening to this like well, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> dang it guys no um, this guy came up to us we were playing in Dayton like a year after we put out Better Days and he was talking to I think you and Annette mm-hmm. and like he's like an older guy like maybe like 50s early 60s oh, maybe oh shit okay yeah. I remember this and he was talking about like how he's struggled with depression for so long and like he had considered suicide many times in the past, or he attempted. I don't exactly remember. Uh, we and he had was talking about how he saw just a little article about us in like the Dayton paper, like in advance of the show. and checked Ohio, out, yeah, yeah, and checked out the album, and he was like, "I don't feel alone in this." Like listening to this, like this, you know, I've struggled with like saying things like shame and stigma, and like listening to this, like I don't feel alone in struggling with that because there are other people out there that go through the same thing.
2: Yeah, and the fact that he was, you
0: know, so much older than us.
1: Because um, you guys are in your 20s, right?
0: No, I'm, or, yes. I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> or, well, <laughs> yeah. I figured it's somewhere m- like mid-20s to, no, no, to early 30s. late 20s, early 30s. That's fine.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is... Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's quite a, I mean, that's an age gap if the guy's in his 50s. Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like the stigma that someone of that generation has... Been a part of their life so much longer mm-hmm. than it has been of ours. And, you know, today, while there's, I feel like the stigma is going away. And I hear so many people talking about mental health and how important it is. And, you know, to feel, to have this guy who read an interview with us in the paper and then checked out a record and went to the show and, like, told us this, this really. You know, heartfelt story. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it was touching. Really, you know, and it, it's emotional in the sense that, like, I wrote a record for myself, and so many people, uh, you know, got something out of it.
1: Yeah, I think the stigma is, it's going away in a larger social context. This is a really, we're a really fun band. <laughs> well, I think uh, I I th- I th- I thought this was Going a, back to the sociological
0: aspects of <laughs> Well, I just I I uh, I brought all this stuff up I, just because I feel like you guys are mm-hmm. an emotional band yeah. and you guys have that tie to mm-hmm. mental health and mm-hmm. talking about it oh, and yeah, absolutely. being open about it. But um, back we, to what you were saying
1: though. Yes, yeah, so, like the stigma is going away in a larger sense of things where people are open about, you know, there should be Better mental health coverage and insurance policies, and you know, community mental health centers having options for people if they're in crisis. But then, on the personal level, if you ask someone like, "So, are you okay?" They're just like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm fine." You know, nope, no, no issues. You know, it's still really hard for someone to get that ingrained sense of I should be able to figure this out on my own. I should be able to deal with this on my own. If I can't, then there's something wrong with me. When you know, at the same time. Uh, my therapist would love to pull this out whenever she felt like I was being too hard on myself. It's a paddle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a paddle.
1: <battle. laughs> like, yeah, let me give you a couple whacks there, Dustin. <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about. I'm gonna call <laughs> you, I'm gonna, she's like, don't make me get the paddle out and call you Dusty, because I will. Um, no, she would love to pull this out when she felt like I was being too hard on myself. You know, I'd be talking about whatever why I feel bad about myself or, you know, whatever stupid shit I would talk about. Um, and she'd be like, so, like, imagine, like, one of your friends came to you and told you they were going through this. Like, what would you say to them? I'd be like, oh, like, I'd try to be supportive. And they'd be like, would you t- call them a failure? I'd be like, oh, no, absolutely not. And then she would say, so, why do you consider yourself a failure for the same reason? And then there'd be lots of crying and breakthroughs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's true. That's the thing. Like, you know, people... People aren't friends to themselves, you know, when they should be, they don't, it's, there's still a lot of work to do in accepting yourself and owning all the different parts of your personality and your person, you know, so that way I think there's still a lot of work left to do. Yeah.
0: I, uh, me personally, you bringing that up reminds me like lately, I've just started to get to that point where I actually do like myself that mm-hmm. I do love, awesome. you know, love myself. Um, starting to, to peel that, that That's layer off. And it is, man, I, I've, I've struggled with that my whole life mm-hmm. and, uh, especially, you know, uh, since being in my twenties. Um, and so, and going to therapy has mm-hmm. has helped that. So, and finally, putting that that um, that thing I've heard my whole life. Well, if you don't love yourself who's going to love you, you know <laughs> so yeah. that kind of thing, so I'm, I'm finally actually nobody. putting that to <laughs> nobody <laughs> no, not at all <laughs> um, and of course, she my my therapist has, has used that that um, oxygen mask uh, metaphor many times you know when you're on the airplane and if you put the oxygen mask on yourself first, first yeah. and then you help the next person <laughs> so, um, so so that's definitely something that I stick in in my brain on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you got to
1: get yourself right.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, gosh, there was something I was going to ask you, and I can't remember what the uh, heck it well, was. You man. know, while we're on the topic, I uh, I want to just shout out to
2: NAMI.org, mm-hmm. um, National Alliance for Mental Illness. Uh, I, every year I donate some money their way. Uh, every summer they do like a walk. And I know they have several uh, mental health organizations throughout the year that... Kind of do their own walks, but uh, Nami is a big one for me and definitely check
1: it out. We also have great resource cards you can print out and keep in your wallet because I think you know most people are aware of the you know suicide hotline, things like that but uh, there are a ton more resources out there if you' are in crisis or just need to talk to somebody that you can access as well. You know and they have great links to all that stuff.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's very, very helpful. That's very good to know. Um, oh, I know what. What I was thinking about. We were talking about how there's more. I feel like there's more aware, awareness about mental health and and people being more open about it in in uh, mainstream media um, to uh, you know smaller platforms of media. It's just being talked about more. But what kind of makes my head turn with that suicide. Has been on the rise. Mm-hmm. So, how does that work? You, th- you ever think about that? How how the the awareness of mental health is going up, but suicide is is still not going down. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wonder what.
2: Yeah, I don't have the numbers
0: to back that up. So, I I mean I that's what yeah. that's what I've been that's mm-hmm. what I've read. Yeah, in like the last twenty years, it's
2: that's mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucking sad.
0: It is. I just, but I just, I guess I just wonder with how we're being more open about it. But, and I sometimes wonder if social media has anything to do with it sometimes.
1: I think, I think it just goes back to, you know, there's awareness on a larger scale. But at the same time, you have to be aware of your own life, you know, where people are more accepting that mental health is an aspect of your health, just like physical. But at the same time, you need to take ownership of that in your own life and really recognize when you need help and, you know, when you're in crisis or when things are not, you know, going the way they should be. And then also finding the resources. That's been a big issue is that, you know, as we've seen with health care and all that stuff, not to, like, get into (laughs) politics. (laughs) Right, Another fun area. (laughs) Another another
0: fun topic, ladies and gentlemen, yeah.
1: You know, health care is just kind of a a mess for a lot of people and people don't have access to the kind of care they need. And that goes doubly for mental health care that's been ignored for so long. Mm -hmm. And so just finding access to that, I think has been a real challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I agree so <laughs> let's uh let's play a you guys want to play
0: a song from the the upcoming e p yeah okay and then and then after we play the song, we'll get into some more lighter stuff, maybe, <laughs> but I just feel like when I listen to your music obviously you you have a, like I said a more emotional sound to you guys, you guys uh dive into those deep topics so it's like well let's talk about that stuff i really really appreciate it thank you yeah Yeah, you're welcome um so what song do you guys want to play from the record
2: uh we do the opening song what's the plan
0: okay all right which is
2: literally about a treatment plan
0: (laughs) okay there you go see this this is how we start the whole the whole ball rolling so what's you know uh, how are you gonna fix your mental problems well make a plan right it's the plan yeah that's good (laughs) well that's literally how it goes all right so uh it's what's the plan by the flips It's What's the Plan by the Flips here on Pop, Punk and Pizza. And we're talking to Nick, lead vocalist, and then Dustin. Thank you. Lead guitarist. <laughs> lead guitarist. Lead. Uh, we've been talking, obviously, about mental health and how important that is. Uh, this band is a big supporter of, of raising awareness for that. You guys have... Nick has so many stories to tell about that, obviously. and um, But I wanted to talk more about this new EP that's coming out exactly where I should be. And then on your website, it says, it talks about this new EP has a more hands-on approach. What what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Compared to, like, the previous releases and things like that, when you say more hands-on.
2: We, uh, honestly, we... Just bought a bunch of like recording equipment and
0: recorded it all ourselves. So um, you meant it literal, like yeah, oh yeah.
2: It's yeah. very as DIY as it could be. And then we we obviously had someone far more talented mix and master it. Uh mm-hmm. By the way, Nick Stetna from Invigorate Recording. If you guys are in Illinois, hit him up.
1: Does great work. Is he in, uh, the is the very He's in the Chicago Bur- area. He's in the birds. He's in Downers okay.
2: Grove. Downers
1: Down- Down- Grove. Yeah. yeah. That's the burbs. Yeah. He's very patient Uh, with bands. (laughs) (laughs) He's patient or impatient? Very patient. Oh, okay. I was going to say,
0: because what I kind of envision um, is like you guys doing all the recording on your Mm -hmm. own and then bringing it to someone else to to mix and master. They're probably like, oh God.
1: (laughs) I'm sure that was going on in his mind, but he never expressed that to us, which is very nice.
0: Because I know just in like the little bit of work that I do in my job, um... I am the production director at the station I work for. So being a production director, I'm in charge of overseeing the recording of all the commercials at the station, the ones we do in-house and then also like the national commercials that we get. I just have to put those in the system. I don't obviously have to do anything else with them, but there's a lot of commercials we record in-house. So like when I get handed a commercial and, uh, the salesperson tells me that, oh, uh, well, they're going to record their part on their phone, and then they're going to send it in. And I'm always like, oh, man. Literally phone Because it sometimes, a lot of times, <laughs> I, there, I've been getting some better recordings on the phone mm-hmm. lately because f- phones have improved so much. But there's all, obviously, other aspects of it oh, yeah. um, besides the actual um, electronic device. It's the room. Mm-hmm. It's the... Uh, whatever noise is in the background, you know. So sometimes I get recordings and they're in like this big, echoey office room and a lot of chatter in the background. <laughs> yeah. And so Six then, year old's birthday party. So then, like, I just hate putting that commercial together <laughs> because, like, I'm the one who's doing it. Mm-hmm. it and it, to me, it's just like it just loses its potential. Oh, yeah. You know,
2: I have so... this uh, this image of like a common maybe TV trope of like someone who doesn't have their shit together and they're, they're giving all their, uh, they're trying to get their taxes done. And like, they just hand over like a plastic bag full of receipts and like, with like pizza grease on it. and uh, <laughs> Coffee stains. Right. Right. So that was like me handing over all, of the, all like, the tracks to the like, Here you
1: go, man. Yeah. Why is there pizza grease on the flash oh, yeah, drive? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But like, I'm, I was Honestly, That'd be funny. It, Did you hand
1: him like a bunch of different flash drives? No, I like It was I, all on floppy disks. I sent uh, <laughs> 7,000 floppy disks. Three I sent and a half. 300
2: floppy disks. Gmails with as much as I could attach in one email.
1: <laughs> in the 25 megabit limit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but oh. I was so, honestly, I was so
2: self conscious about this, like hmm. handing that stuff over that I was like reading what is the exactly right way to do this and yeah. I, I didn't want i wanted to act like i had my shit
0: together but there were so t- you obviously you did some research yeah. you know
2: i mean yeah what to was- some extent just because i didn't want him to be like what the hell is this mm-hmm. and i'd be like yeah. hey could you listen to this does this sound like shit and then i would, he'd be like no it sounds okay this is what i would do personally and then i'd be like, all right i'll be right back
0: yeah. well that's good you had like you were able to you get some guidance from him so what was one of the biggest like hang-ups throughout doing the recording process yourself Drums, Um, drum yeah drums is i was gonna say that's that's, that's, tough yeah
2: um Um, like i live in an apartment above like some very elderly people oh and so playing too late could be an issue uh like I, I, I scream a bit when I sing, so I, I have to make sure I did it in like proper hours of the day. Yeah, and that's kind of tough, especially when you know some people are most creative in the evening. What the um, hell is that boy yeah. doing up there?
0: <laughs> there goes gets that the, it does gets boy gets the broom, gets the broomstick out, bangs it up yeah, against the ceiling. Yeah, pretty
2: much. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- uh, but I th- honestly, I, 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 I benefited from maybe they had bad hearing. And I, because like I didn't get any complaints, and no hearing, they aids. seem pretty yeah.
1: cool. From yeah. They're pretty what?
2: chill,
0: yeah. yeah, that's good. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep interrupting you, but no. that, that's just what came to my mind. No, that,
2: that's that's um. pretty accurate, <laughs> yeah.
1: Honestly, like, because the whole DIY approach came from we've done our last several recordings in studios and paid for studio time and all that, so we've been through the process like a few times, and this time, like, starting with the Pelfina split EP that we did last summer. And then this EP. Yeah, we recorded the, like, the,
2: the songs off that e- split. Yeah. But like, it was just way different because we were <laughs> figuring, first time learning doing it as it. we go.
1: Yeah. Um, it was like, well, we could put all this money towards more studio time and recording there. Or we could just buy all this stuff and have it and then take our time recording and have fun and experiment with it and then hand it over to somebody else to mix. Mix and master. Mm-hmm. Assuming we didn't do an absolutely shitty job of recording it, um,
2: <laughs> right? Well, I mean, because that, that's is a, a big assumption. That's a struggle for <laughs> well, for me personally in a studio setting, because you know you're recording this guitar part and you're on the clock and every minute that goes by a dollar is being spent and you're like i cannot nail this It's taken me a hundred tries to play this yeah. part mm-hmm. and you get
1: more anxious and then you play it even worse than you did before you know can we just go back to like the second take that i did yes you didn't record that you didn't delete that did you
2: yeah, yeah. and then i just envision like <laughs> like a taxi cab meter rolling and the dollar's getting higher and higher like,
0: oh, yes i remember feeling that way um on th- the earlier recordings I did when we were pl- when we were paying by this, the, hour, the right? studio by the hour and then you know like the last two or three releases we did or maybe it was the I guess it was the last two that I did in in the band I was in for many years they were it was a day thing it was Mm. so much a day yeah which made it so i remember just feeling so much relief from that and thinking oh man we have the whole day like we've got this whole week or whatever i mean there's Mm. still obviously that that uh anxiety about it but it's not like oh man another hour (laughs) shit it's (laughs) another eighty dollars especially because you spend
2: the hour trying to get guitar tones yeah 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 the other members
0: of your band are like what
2: it
1: sounded fine yeah
0: Yeah, like Like, i don't hear it bro sounded (laughs) good to me man
1: can you scoop the 600 hertz just a touch more?
0: (laughs) yeah then yeah then you're getting uh then you're getting everyone else is like
1: oh my god (laughs)
0: yeah like really man come on now it sounds like a guitar (laughs) so you were talking about drums being a hang-up now (laughs) was it just because of the whole noise thing or what about it about recording drums was also, I mean, was it, like, capturing the
1: correct tones and, and things like that, or... As the Drums gets just super hard to record. You have sound coming from every direction, everything's bleeding into it, and, like, you want some of that sound, but then you don't want some of that sound. Mike, our drummer, was trying to explain it to us, and we are just like... Cool. I'm gonna look up a WikiHow article on how to mic up a drum kit. <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's pretty much what it was. It was like, yeah. oh, there happens to be 25 different ways you can mic a drum kit. God damn all that. right. I was like, oh, that
1: helps. And then you <laughs> see like a like sound on sound article. It's like 10 great albums to record with just one mic on the drums. So like, <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. You just put it in the middle of the room and say, okay, let's yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Which yeah. then
1: you get all. Just simple nonsense. Yeah, because <laughs> recording an amp, like, there's one, maybe two mics. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Recording voices, like...
2: It, That's all people do is record
1: voices. Yeah. It's yeah. like, compared to miking a drum kit where the sound is coming from everywhere and nowhere at the same time, it's like, it was just super challenging, which I think we did a pretty good job. I'm really happy with it. Uh, we're gonna get a lot of tweets from audio engineers like, No, you fucking don't. <laughs> no, like <laughs> why? Well, like, are you
2: kidding me? Oh <laughs> well, no, I mean we're basically admitting like we recorded ourselves, but we had no idea what we were yeah. doing. <laughs> it was a lot of like reading on I'm like oh I need to do this minor task on in Logic Pro. Yeah. And I have to Google it <laughs> for like an hour.
1: <laughs> Which again, having someone who really knows what they're doing mixing and mastering yeah. Nick Stets like really saved a lot of stuff. Yep, he did a great job with taking what, what the adequate stuff that we gave him <laughs> and turning it into something great. Yeah, but coming out of this,
0: do you feel? I, obviously, you got to feel some kind of sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and feel like you learned so much. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, just trial and error,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, but there is something about it where, and I guess
0: having a producer where. This helps a lot, uh, which you guys didn't no, I assume we were, for this. No, produced
2: it ourselves, and mm-hmm. right for for me, it was uh, knowing when to say when, like mm-hmm. knowing when to stop. Like we're just throwing every. I was throwing everything I could, like recording every single thing I could think about, and I have no one to be there who's like, maybe you should just tone it back a little
0: bit. Uh, Did you have anyone from the outside listen to kind of just give you that? No. that kind of guidance on I don't, I don't on? think so uh, I mean just to, just to have uh, that you know just that little that little no
2: I think I was too self-conscious yeah. to like share it where I'd be like
0: since you were recording it on your own and
2: also yeah. producing it yeah. on your Cause own because my biggest fear would be I we recorded it and then something was fundamentally wrong with the whole thing mm-hmm. or
1: like we finish a song and someone's like oh it's off to a great start and we're just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> I sent
2: it to... (laughs) I sent it it when
1: we got it finished uh,
2: mixed and mastered. I sent it Mm. to a friend and she responded like an hour later. Is this mixed and mastered? Uh And there was a part of me that like died inside. (laughs) And then I like didn't respond for a whole day. And I, I had to uh, check in. Like, did you really mean that? Because you, you listened to it, or did you just not listen to it? And you're asking.
0: <laughs> I, I, how did you guys record this live, or did you do everything individual? No, I, oh, it was individual. Oh, no, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I liked about it is instead of having an overly polished sound, it kind of gave off a vibe of a live.
1: like recording it
0: all at the same time well thank you Um, (laughs) and maybe that's maybe it it gives off that vibe because it was actually done recorded by you guys in your own home you know instead of an actual studio and maybe that's why it has more of that live feel but I like that and I feel like it especially
1: fits your guys' sound yeah I think that's a big part of it recording in a space where you're where we're comfortable and we can like play around with it and um we talk about this a bit. Also, like coming off of better days, which is such a heavy, intense record, mm-hmm. and emotionally
2: that, and instrumentally.
1: Yeah, um, like we really kind of wanted to have more fun with this and like write fun songs. Yeah, they still end up being really sad.
0: Well, obviously, but, you know what <laughs> what's the plan is about making that. Yeah, plan no, of, no, lyrically,
2: it's still, they're all pretty sad. They're, <laughs> they're all pretty <laughs>
0: right. That's what I. I was like, well, we're we're still sad, but but
2: I think we wanted to, you know, still have those themes that. Mm-hmm. That are important to us while writing music. That's mm-hmm. kind of you know just more mm-hmm.
1: light. This is probably the closest we come to writing a pop record. I feel like,
2: yeah, definitely a lot more uh, focus on melodies and mm-hmm. yeah. I'd say we're leaning towards, I and mean, we we never consider ourselves like a pop punk band. Uh, but we've been, you know, we ended up like becoming friends with so many and mm-hmm. playing shows with them,
0: and that's what I noticed. And then and when I kind actually... like,
2: yeah, leaned, we were leaning kind of into that. Mm-hmm. And I, I talked to someone about that, and they're like, most pop punk bands are trying not to be pop punk bands, but you are <laughs> trying to become like <laughs> we're
1: trying to join the scene. <laughs> What's up, fellow kids? <laughs> right, because right, like, there's a lot of pop
2: punk bands releasing music that's like more pop rock, I guess. Mm.
0: Yes,
1: that um, seems
2: to be the new trend. And yes, though, we're like post-hardcore. Wait, we're we're pop punk band
0: yeah (laughs) well it's it's funny like I feel like right now the big thing in the pop punk world if you're gonna go there I feel like you have the bands that sound like all-time low but that's still like the more I that's more pop rock really if you think about it um, but you've got bands that are more on the all time low sound, and then you have the other side where they are more like the the Real Friends mm. Wonder Years kind yeah. of thing, where it's more it's more influenced by emo indie alternative. It's it's more raw, but yeah. it still has some of that that punk and pop punk vibe uh, influence. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like those are the main. And I mean, I don't know, easy core doesn't seem to be. I guess that's still around because <laughs> then there's that too, right? Yeah. Because you true. got easy core kind of has that. The breakdowns. Breakdowns, but also with a pop punk influence, but
1: right. this is beyond me right
0: now. <laughs> is it beyond? So where do you, where do you come from as far as
1: influences? Dustin? Um, since you bring it up, I'm curious now. still rock, I'm just not as versed in all the different scenes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's the thing easy like core it and, gets uh, so <laughs> it gets so complex. I feel like people have like arguments about this, like online like is this band easy core, or are they like this other thing? It's like this kind of a a genre blend between them. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm just like, um. I like the parts with the guitars, and <laughs> yeah when they use the distortion pedal. I know
0: I, I feel the same way. Sometimes it's just better to say, "Hey, we're in a rock band, yeah you know, like because essentially when it all boils down to it, you are in a type of rock band. We so, had,
1: you we, know, we had a great review for our first LP Harm Deep But Shining" from Consequence of Sound. Where they talked about the album for about three sentences and then spent the rest of the time trying to figure out if we're an emo band or not and what exactly is an emo band nowadays anyway.
0: Well, and I'll just be, talking
1: about the currency of emo. I and mean, it's just like they gave us a B minus. So that was pretty good, but that's, not bad, just, that's not bad coming from bad passing. Consequence of Sounder. There, yeah. I'd say they've they've got a name. Most out most there. of the article was like talking about like what is emo music anyway.
2: Yeah, this is <laughs> well now emo music is emo bands are like so in right now. Mm. So this is. A few years back, yeah. but I, I'm I'm loving emo bands. My biggest inspiration for this record are bands like Microwave,
1: mm, and
2: yeah. there's another band that I can't say the name of because they're they're problematic people now. Oh. But
0: oh, that was kind Uh-oh. of oh, where they? It was
2: sorority noise. Oh, and, uh, they why had, they why, why are big... they problematic? I don't I
0: don't know anything okay. about sorority right, noise. Good.
2: Well, I'm not gonna say too much about it, but oh. I loved their music, and then something happened with a lady that is bad and uh, so i just don't want to associate with that but I, if you hear it and you hear we kind of sound like them that's what <laughs> i was going for
1: <laughs> just so you know I, but, but i don't want to say it i was yeah. going for that but now mm-hmm. not so
2: i know it was so fun <laughs> not funny it was shitty because i was like for bands that sound like xx and x and the big one was mm-hmm this band that no one wants to think about anymore
1: <laughs> or we get we get comparisons to brand new a lot yeah i could uh, and I now could it's like that. oh please don't say that <laughs> well there was one part and maybe this
0: is just because i grew up on them but there was one part where i was like okay i kind of feel jimmy world a little bit yeah you know um our and basis there. is really oh, yeah, jimmy, yeah. World and- you both jimmy world you love jimmy world yeah, I do, too. So I think that's probably why yeah. I was just like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Jimmy a little bit. Yeah, you know? I think
1: we get that so. a lot of that kind of, like, 90s, mm-hmm. like, emo rock alternative sound yeah. a lot. Especially because one of the songs on the EP was written by our bassist Mac. Who is a '90s emo rocker? <laughs> which song? Which He's song? Forty-seven years old now. <laughs> uh,
2: we call the song "The Promise Ring." Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so I was
0: going to say that's the one of the ones I didn't listen to. That's fine. Uh, oh. I, I'm pretty sure. I think <laughs> I know. I listened to "What's the Plan?" Right now, the point. But I think it was Promise Ring and Saturdays that I haven't.
1: The two that were got. not written by Nick, so you can just completely ignore those.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. That.
0: Uh, Dang. that, that He's was... not here to defend himself.
2: Yeah. Well, Poor guy. his name's Mac. He, yeah, he wrote uh, Promise Ring, and he he kind of had this like collection of acoustic songs that he mm-hmm. would send me, and I'm like, I was so mm-hmm. stuck on this per- this one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, we have to we have to record this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's great. Great. he's an, yeah,
2: he's an amazing songwriter.
1: Because we barely had to write anything for that because he plays every instrument. So it was just like, wow. that's what's on the demo? Cool. I'll just play that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, when
2: though. we demoed it out, I just had him play every... He did the drums. He did the bass. He did the guitars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. We actually, I think, debated for like a minute or two, like, should we just have him record everything for the actual album version <laughs> <laughs> like no we should be true to the band sound and have everyone do their own parts but yeah
0: well that makes it that makes it easier it incredible... a little easier for you guys
1: yeah
2: and then um so Saturdays which is obviously uh was a joke it was a joke name. Yeah. Uh, that stuck. Uh, right, because yeah, it's, 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 it's
0: not talking about like the actual Saturday. Saturdays it's like, are for the boys. Saturday,
2: yeah, we kept saying Saturdays <laughs> are for the boys.
1: <laughs> B-O-I-S. Yeah. That was almost the name of the song. That's how everyone spells it nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah. so you gotta boys. do it. Sad boys. So that you know, song um, in
2: particular, I mean, as much as when we started making this EP, it was um, <laughs> just wanting to be light, not taking ourselves too seriously, and then you know, Annette had these lyrics she sent me and i put music to it and i'm like let's just be like an acoustic song whatever Mm -hmm. and then it Mm -hmm. dustin and i started emailing each other back and forth like recording parts for this song layering stuff yeah and it it turned into this like beautiful
1: you know ballad what possibly the saddest song we've recorded like yeah (laughs) <laughs> the most like heart wrenching song. I really is always... the trend with our recordings. We're like, we're gonna write a fun album this time, guys. It's gonna be happy. And then it gets even Saturday, sadder. the last yeah. one. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious if Saturdays <laughs> was like
0: way on the opposite spectrum. Like it was it's so happy so like Happy and like
1: <laughs> jangly. Yeah. No. It's a beautiful song that Annette wrote the lyrics and then she couldn't she never like could sell a melody or chords and she sent it to you and you finished it up and you put a melody of chords yeah. to it and then we just kind of built all these layers around it and just kinda this huge, like, almost Sigur... Sigur... Sigur-Rossi, Sigur Sigur Oh. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone mention their name in a while. Um, our, they're bad, too, aren't they? They're bad. <laughs> just <laughs> the former drummer. Oh, yeah,
2: there's no drums in this song.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just Jónsi just singing falsetto. <laughs> just Icelandic elves. I yeah, I don't um, know, like, that much about them,
0: but I, uh, I know they... Uh, I have friends that... Listen to the them. drummer
1: got kicked out because he was problematic. I see. Um, it happens, you yeah, know. But unfortunately. Apparently the rest of the band is is okay. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, they had a thing too. Yeah, okay. so
2: yeah, this particular song, I think Seagaroos, that they have that song. I think it translates to four pianos.
1: Yes. With uh, Naked Child Buff.
2: Yes. What? Uh, <laughs> so that song You're... was like At the end of this song Saturdays, we kinda have this like just Random pianos being played and mm-hmm. uh, recorded a lot of, like, like park of, sounds and outside music. Kind okay. of just, like, clattering,
1: yeah. like... We had, we had a stuff. blast recording it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, was definitely a, the Four Pianos song by Sigaros. Um, Stuff from, uh, I don't know if you know them, but Radical Face. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the one song. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Sounds a lot like those, but uh <laughs> but I love them. And that was also kind of a big influence for like taking those kind of like household like old decrepit household sounds and mm-hmm. kind of layering them into, you know, sort of um, a soundscape around this sort of ambient ending. Yeah. Yeah, and-
2: ambience is the word I was thinking of. Oh, okay. But like it was like um you know, I set a microphone up and then just kinda of walk around my apartment, which mm-hmm. is so creaky and of like um, it's def- it was something that we wouldn't have been able to come up with you know, on the clock in
1: a studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, just leave the recording running, we're just going to go around and open up some doors and stuff and the dude would be like, alright, you're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. That'll be
2: $150. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: yeah, so it was nice to be able to do that on your own. It reminds me my um, my oldest brother, who's the one that got me into music, um, he did an an album recently where the whole thing is one it's just one track but it's multiple songs but Mm -hmm. if you listen to it you just have to listen to that one track they're not split up and it all goes together and each song has noises behind it like Mm -hmm. what you guys are talking about um like the first one i think starts off with i think it's like ocean waves and things like that and then it goes into like uh the noises he lives in brooklyn so um goes into like subway noises and street noises and all kinds of stuff and i forget where what else but that's the whole album and of course he's singing and playing guitar as well but it was just it's really i thought it was really creative and really cool to hear that process and it was done like so smoothly and so and he recorded all these sounds and noises like from all over the place um because he captured, he was out in California f- for some, for visiting a friend or something. So mm-hmm. he was recording like waves. And this was all done on his phone. And then, you know, obviously he lives in Brooklyn. So on a mm-hmm. daily basis, he's recording himself walking in the subway. And so. it's cool. Yeah,
1: I thought it was really cool. I love stuff like that where you can just hear like the space that's recorded in. Mm-hmm. Somehow like, you know, just a clean, sterile studio recording just kind of like. You know, it gets it gets boring after a while. You kind of start to tune out. You know, well, especially that space and the reality.
0: Yeah it's it sets the uh, sets the tone, sets mm-hmm. the picture, and and everything like that. Yeah. And, and with the way you're. Um, you, your guys's sound is and your style and everything that that fits perfectly. So now I really want to listen to that song yeah, and check out what doing. you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's an about. experience.
2: There was uh, listen
1: to it in IMAX.
0: <laughs> I was in, IMAX
1: Studio.
2: I was inspired by. The, uh, I went to this art museum, the art museum in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and I saw this exhibit. And I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name because it was Icelandic, I believe. Okay. But, uh, it was so yeah, how how are
0: you going to remember the name? if you know.
2: Yeah, I don't want to sound There's like a, a lot of dumb concepts. American. <laughs> You're
0: and, just yeah, a dumb American. There was like an R and a Z
2: next to each other. <laughs> it was J. weird.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Um, you know, they just got that funny language there. It's, in they, their tongues <laughs> sound
2: like they got frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't you know, think funny it's like thing that. Is,
1: Iceland's green, and <laughs> Greenland's <one's> icy.
2: <laughs> Iceland.
1: Yeah. Uh, now we're sounding very American. Yeah. Uh. Well,
2: okay. So it was, it's installation where there was probably like twelve, you know, these big projections, mm-hmm. and each one was a video. Uh, There's this, apparently this like really old house on a plantation. What it looked like, and each one was uh, someone in a different room of this house. And they were all recording, uh, probably like five songs or something, um, live. And so each one was like, one was a guy sitting in a bathtub playing guitar. Someone was in bed playing a guitar. Someone was, you know, in a great big dining room playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And it was so moving. And, you know, there were times where part of the song, the this particular instrument isn't being played. So the. was just a video of this guy you know sitting in this room not doing anything just laying there but there's the you know he'll cough or like this ambient noise is there and it was i don't know something about it was just so inspiring so is
1: that what inspired saturdays is what you're saying absolutely that's cool it's disarming in a way you know it forces you to kind of occupy the same space as the performer and the songwriter and Mm -hmm. puts you into that headspace and emotional space and forced you to kind of be there with it which you know is kind of a dick move but (laughs) (laughs) damn it you're putting me in this room i don't want to be in here i don't want to be sad
2: (laughs) uh but definitely it was it was the last song that we recorded saturdays Mm -hmm. and it's the last song on the ep um but i we learned so much from that i think dustin and i in terms of (laughs) how to write songs and i'm kind of looking forward to the newer songs that we start to
0: write, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for you guys, especially just going through this whole, um, you know, not only writing things differently, but recording on your own and everything. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad to see that um, you guys aren't afraid to take that step and be like, you know what, let's do this and let's learn something. So that's yeah. great. That's great. It's rock and roll, man. <laughs> rock and roll. That's right. Um, so before you guys go. Uh, we'll talk about, obviously, you guys have a um, CD release show for this, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that record comes out on the 30th of November, and we have a show at G-Man Tavern on the 1st of
0: December, the next day. Perfect. Um, and that's obviously in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar. <laughs> so it's a 21-plus show, I'm assuming, that's right? right?
2: Uh, yeah. We're playing with our friends in Pelafina, mm-hmm. um, another local band called Mount Poconos, and uh, a band from Cleveland that we just love called punch drunk Tagalongs. <laughs>
0: punch drunk Tag- i yeah, love the
2: name it's a very interesting <laughs> name but the, the music is amazing and the people in the band are so cool
1: it's a super solid lineup yeah awesome so
0: um exactly where i should be out november 30th and that's going to be pretty much available anywhere yeah. online to listen to stream to that's right uh i know Bandcamp, obviously in which um you can pre-order that if you're yeah, listening. bandcamp at
2: theflips.bandcamp.com.
0: Okay. And then um, what are your other like socials and website? Uh,
2: the, <laughs> the Flips, Instagram, The Flips Music on Twitter and Facebook.
0: And hiweretheflips.com. Yeah, that's just the main website. Okay, awesome. And I'm sure you guys will be announcing some more shows to come too. Absolutely. Besides oh, this yeah. re- CD release show. But obviously this is a big one. Mm-hmm. So And it's a great way to kick off uh, the month of December, yeah. I yeah. would say. So, congratulations, guys! Thank you. Again. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And I, I think the the EP is fantastic. I think uh, recording it yourselves really gave it that that uh, true sound that you guys were going for. Because I don't think I just don't think a polished s- studio sounding EP when I think of you know the flips. So, or yeah. when I hear the style that you guys do, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, job well done. Thank, Thank you. you. Special thanks again to Nick and Dustin from the Flip, such nice guys. We had great conversations on and off microphone and I was really able to connect with them in a in a really really positive way. So it helped me feel better. I I remember telling them off mic that day that I was having a a rough time uh, that weekend that uh, they stopped by and and uh I almost actually canceled the the podcast because I was just not feeling that well. But, I pushed myself, and I kept with the podcast i didn't cancel, and I felt so much better afterwards because every time I do this show and i I uh, get to talk to you and I get to talk to all these all all these different musicians from uh around the country and And mainly here in the Chicago area, of course. But it always helps me feel better to uh, meet someone new and and hear their story. So I I just want to say thank you for that. I want to lead into Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. So I am am extremely thankful and extremely grateful for you. Because without you, I think life would be a lot harder, honestly. It, It really would. This podcast brings so much joy into my life, as I just mentioned, getting to meet all these different people in the uh, local Chicago music scene here, but also all around the country and actually even some outside of the country. It's uh, it's just a, a humbling experience to uh, get to talk to people. So um, I can't thank you enough for that. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with uh, your family, your friends, whatever it is. I know a lot of people have Friendsgivings as well. Those are always a great time. So um, so yeah, have an w- amazing Thanksgiving! And before you go, just plug. As always, I got to plug our social media accounts. Make sure you keep track of us and keep up to date on what's happening here at Pop Punk and Pizza. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Bangerang Radio. Both Twitter and Facebook is at Bangerang Radio. My Twitter is on air with JL and yeah we'll keep you up to date on things that are happening in the scene when new episodes are going to be released all that fun stuff who the upcoming guests are and uh, if you're in a band you want your music played on the show or you want to try to get an interview on the show so please submit your inquiries to me at bangerangradio at gmail.com i need epks links to your music press pages all that stuff just as just as much information about your band as possible bangerangradio at gmail.com. and I look forward to uh, hearing from you there. I'm Jacques L'Amour. Have a great week. Look forward to uh, chatting with you next week. Oh, and next week, by the way, we're going to be talking to Invictus out of the Chicagoland area.
2: Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey,
0: come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.